Well, greetings and salutations, all fans of the Superview Show here. Welcome to the Superview Show's Mixed Bag, coming to you live once again from the JK and many other caves as well. I am joined by the star-filled, incredible panel of panelists known as the Superview Show crew, Bill, Ali, and Justin are here once again. How are you doing tonight? Hello. Pleasure to be here. Always Sorry that took so long, but we uh we had some little t- technical difficulties for a minute there, but we're back and we're better than ever. So it's my it. fault. I'm the problem here, people. <laughs> oh no, let's not go there. Taylor Swift, don't sue us. I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, but as the title of this podcast suggests, we are talking about cartoons and debunking cartoon conspiracies. Allie, this is your kind of like idea. So why don't you go? Wait, no, 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 I it, was not, it was Bill's idea. Sorry, it was but, my I'm, idea. I, I've been so that. I've been so. Behind. Allie did a lot of the heavy lifting, so I'll give her credit on that. Allie yeah. did a lot of work on this, but it was Bill's idea. Forgive me, it was Bill's idea. But yes. what do we have in store for tonight, guys? So I yeah. guess we're not called the mixed bag crew tonight. Tonight we are called cartoon busters. Don't yeah. try this okay. out. Where so we? how should we? I oh, we should expert. We should try to rank this on how pot on how plausible these are. We could. We're gonna explain mm. some of the theories for each show. This is part one because you know there's gonna be multiple parts coming up soon. Wait, there's gonna and be yes, for those of you who think, oh, are we gonna do the Pixar theory? That'll be coming soon. We could not fit this one in tonight because that's a whole goddamn Oh, we'll be here till next week. Yeah. Literally. And the Giants are playing tonight. I'd like to catch at least some of the game. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Are you all mm-hmm. ready? Yeah, uh, and one more thing before we get started: Happy Earth, Wind, and Fire Day, everyone! It is September twenty-first of September. Night of September. Yes, had to bring that up before we get going. But yes, go ahead. Sorry about that. All right. So our first theory is from the Rugrats. Oh, I know. I think I know. Oh, this one. I, know I think we know this one. Let's mm, so so explain it then. What was that? Well, we might have to for the for our audience. Okay, who's so, explaining it? Me. Whoever wants for to. For you who don't know. Okay. Is- I want to just give a fair warning tonight that we are going to be t- talking about topics that are not intended for young children. Yes, these are very. Please these watch this with an adult if you are under the age of eighteen. Okay, so mm-hmm. who wants your to- discretion is advised. Okay. Who's explaining this? Me or? Um, do you want to or you want me to? It's up to you. I can, I can do it. I can do it. Ready? Okay. okay, the Rugrats theory. It turns out that the whole thing is Angelica's imagination. Here's, and the babies are all... Deceased. Mm. Okay. Tommy is a stillborn. Please tell me how I'm doing with this one, Allie. You're good. Tommy's a stillborn. Yeah. Or he was, well, technically a preemie. Chucky died at birth with his mom. Um... And um, okay, but first I missed I missed up a big thing. Um, I messed up a big thing. 
And that is Angelica is Angelica is okay. Angelica's real mother died from a drug overdose. And that's why Cynthia looks all strung out. And Charlotte is actually Angelica's debt. You know what, Justin? Can you explain the rest of this, please? Okay, so. Angelica's mother died of a drug overdose. That's why Cynthia, her doll, it looks so strung out because it's supposed to resemble her mother. Um, Tommy was a stillbirth which is why uh, Stu is always building toys for the child that he never had. Um, Chucky died in the same accident that killed his mother. That's why uh, Mr. Fencer is always so um, nervous all the time. Uh, And Phil and Lil... This is probably the most controversial one. Um, Phil and Lil were abortions. But didn't Betty not know the gender? Yeah, so Angelica just gave them... That's why there were twins, because they Angelica didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl. Wow. What is it? The only ones that were alive is Angelica, Dill... I don't know about Susie and Kimmy. Uh, and, and apparently Angelica dropped Dill on his I head. Think and touched on Dill or Susie. And Dill is brain damaged. Oh. Oh. Ew. Then what Ew. about Susie and Kimmy? Well, Kimmy, well, Chaz did remarry. Kimmy's real. And I don't know about Susie, but I know it showed that Angelica also died of an overdose or something, or... Angelica? And Susie became a psychologist and created the show or something like that. Oh. That's a new theory I did not hear. I thought... You know what? Let's, let's X-nay that part. Um, I'm going to say this is very... Unplausible. I'm going to agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to agree as well. There are episodes that Angelica's not in. Exactly. And that's the main argument. Like, her imagination probably spans mostly around her, her sphere of where she is. Um, So, anytime when she's quote unquote off stage, um, that's reality. Mm. So, yeah, I I don't think this holds much water. Doesn't hold much water because, like I said, there's episodes where Angelica's not in it. And there's episodes that where the babies are, in, where the parents are interacting with the kids. So, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we need to make a scale for this. 
So on a scale of one to ten, one being very false, ten being should we do five instead? What do you, yeah, do you scale one to five. One being that this theory is false, five being this theory is true. What do you rate it? I would rate this a two. Really? I'm being a little generous. Um, but I think a two would work. JT. I'm sitting about a three. Well, really? What makes you say that? I just I don't I mean there's leeway to both sides. I mean Remember, she is three in the show. True. Yeah. That's why I'm probably going to agree with Justin and give it a two. I'm going one. Okay. So on the average, it's about eight divided by four. It's a two. two. It's a two. two. All right. Next. We have regrets to two. Next one. Okay, I'm gonna try this again because this is actually my one of my favorites. Oh, I know this one too. I know this. I know the theory for this. <laughs> okay, uh, may I try this again? Because this is actually Go my favorites. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, because I have also been on an Ed and Eddie binge lately. I'm actually a little rusty on the specifics of this theory, so go right ahead. Okay, all the kids died from a different era. All the kids were in a different era. Wrong. And what? And and what? The cul-de-sac is purgatory. The cul-de-sac is purgatory. So here's the thing. Rolf came in first in the 1900s or the 1910s? Somewhere around there. Around then. And, and there was the farm the farmland, you know, the son of a shepherd. Can we all just agree Rolf is like the best character in the show? Oh, he's amazing. Come on. I, who wants? I want the pig. Give me Wilbur. Man, the pig's all confused. <laughs> or my, my favorite one. Rolf, what is that? The hat to discipline. That's my favorite Rolf moment. Um, um anyway. Okay. So Okay, so Rolf's family bought the land in 1910, 1900s or 1910? I have no idea. Just, just say around then. He, di- he died in an accident. He died in an accident. And then in the 1910 to the 1920s, Johnny came in. Johnny the Wood Boy. Mm. And he didn't have many friends, so he... So he came in with Plank. Mm-hmm. It's not too long after Rolf. I'm looking online right now. Okay, so grade me on this. So, and then Johnny died from what? Tuberculosis. Johnny died from tuberculosis. Six years before the discovery of penicillin. Wow, wow. what an unlucky break. What an unlucky break. Mm. 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 And 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 then in the 1920s, 1930s, that's when Eddie came in. It was during the Great Depression. Depression. It was during the Great Depression to explain why he's so obsessed with money. Right. Because of the Great Depression. Yeah. 
And then Eddie died of. He drowned. Eddie drowned. And then in 1950s. Ed and Sarah came in and Ed and Sarah's father was killed in World War Two. So Ed and Sarah were raised by a single mom. And Ed and Sarah were raised by a single mom. And that's why Sarah is very pushy of Ed because he, because that's how she has seen her mom. While Ed just tunes everything out, which explains his fascination with comic books and monster movies because monster movies were taking popularity after World War II. Justin, right. yeah. Yep, yep. Am I correct? You're mm-hmm. correct. Yep. So how did they and, die? And they got killed in a car accident. There you go. <laughs> 1960s and then you got Naz am I right am I going in the right order here you're in the right order I'm I have it up on my phone right now Naz who was the flower child of hippie parents that basically let her do whatever she wants which I can she used words like groovy rad and yeah. she ended up being killed by a serial killer which if this is the 60s I think Man, we know then. who it is yeah. Man. Naz was killed by Charlie Manson. Oh, wow. They never say it, but it's official. And then, okay, Double D is next, right? Uh, yes. Double D was the parent, uh, was the child of two successful business executives who never let him go outside. So he just stayed inside with his experiments. And then he was, bl- and then he died in an explosion. Yep. And then you have Kevin, who in the 90s was abused by his father. Yeah, we told you this is not an episode for kids to watch. No. And was then killed by his father, right? Yep. His father fatally beated him to death while his dad was Imagine that his father got given him like jawbreakers and stuff. And then we have Jimmy. Instead of breaking his jaw. Yeah. And then we have Jimmy, who died from leukemia. Who died from leukemia in the early two thousands? And God. they're also saying that the cankers are demons sent from hell to torture them. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> and okay. How and and because here's the thing: we barely we don't see any of the adults. Mm-hmm. We don't see their faces. We don't hear them. They're just, they're just, you know, yeah, not there. Then I'm also thinking, how do you explain like Eddie's brother in this? Because they say where this lose credibility because we do have Peach Creek High, uh, Peach Creek Middle School. But we don't see any of the we don't see adults. any of the teachers or the adults. Mm. You see um Eddie's dad's arm. You and see Ed's mom. Yes, Ed's that is true. Arm. You do see Eddie's brother in the flesh during the big picture show. Look, They're saying that he went to he- that they went that they ended up going to hell to go see him or something like that. That's what I've heard. Because I'm wondering how Eddie's brother died unless he got Yeah, himself. but you can't just crawl your way back out of hell. 
this isn't Dante's Inferno. Right. Um, for me, I think this is a one. I'm good. I'm gonna say this is a seven. I thought we're doing it oh, out wait. of five. Okay, three, three. Sorry, three. Okay. I'm gonna agree with Bill on this. I'm gonna say three. Hmm. Because we don't know. Because we don't know. And like that, like I would have given this a five, but brought up some good points. And like, here's the thing: the color of their tongues, though, is the tongue of yeah, is the tongue of corpses, right. I'm going to say two as well. Justin, you said two, right? I said one. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go I'm gonna say three. Six, nine. Nine divided by four is two and a half. All right. So it's about two and a half up for overall. Okay. Next. All right. Theory number three. We got SpongeBob. There's a couple SpongeBob which, theories. Which, ones we, which one are we doing? Um, I, I know the seven deadly sins one. I wish Squidward was here to see. I think we should also touch on the bikini uh at all. Yeah, bikini at all one. Because the- I know one theory said that SpongeBob took place after nuclear radiation or like an atomic bomb. Yeah, because two? the bikini at all after World War II was used for a lot of nuclear testing. Mm-hmm. By the U.S. government. Um, so, I would give that theory maybe a that one. I would give a three. Really? I probably would give that. I mean, how do we know about? I mean, how do we know about? It? Because I give it a one in some ways because. Give it a few generations, maybe a few hundred generations, but but you got to. What about those prehistoric episodes? You got a point there. Come on, Genesis. No, prehistoric creatures. It might have been prehistoric for them. Might not have been prehistoric for us. Remember, there was a barbershop quartet during that. <laughs> but not SpongeBob. Let's put it those way. But what about the SB one two nine thing? The the future one. I okay, am which, which theory are we talking about right now? The nuclear. The bikini the the bikini island one. How um, the bomb dropped. They. Okay. You know how the U.S. government bought the Bikini Atoll after World War II, used it for nuclear testing, all that? Yeah. Well, the theory is that the nuclear fallout from that evolved the fish species into Bikini Bottom. Okay. Okay. Um, it's that island 
Um, you know, we're talking about sentient fish life. Like personified. I think after a few dozen, maybe a few hundred generations, mm-hmm. we would get the SpongeBob. I could see that. I, I honestly think don't understand this theory. I think it's plausible. I honestly I don't, don't understand so. it. I mean, think about how think about all the animals mutating after Chernobyl. You remember those stories about how there were like two headed deer and all that? Mm-hmm. I think this could force evolution. Okay. I don't understand this at all, so... Don't worry. But I'm also thinking, like, with one of the theories, is, like, isn't Bikini Atoll as well a polluted wasteland? Because how could a pineapple get... Well, it's bottom. bottom. If you how think could a about fish it... get there? What are all the buildings but just trash that floated onto the... Yes, that is a theory I believe in, is that SpongeBob SquarePants takes place in a polluted wasteland. Hmm. How do you think Karen came to be? Probably polluted by a nuclear fallout. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. It's a good one. Do you also want the Seven Deadly Sins one too before we go on? Yeah. All sure. right. So each character in SpongeBob represents one of the seven deadly sins. So we have SpongeBob representing lust. So with and so is Pearl. Patrick represents sloth. Plankton represents envy. Squidward represents wrath. Mr. Krabs, you probably get it, is greed. Gary and Mrs. Puff is gluttony. And Sandy's pride. Okay. Two things. One, I cannot see a world where SpongeBob represents lust. He has a lust for Krabby Patties. He has a lust for Squidward. Come on, think of it this way. His lust to Squidward. Are you saying SpongeBob's gay? He's a SpongeBob's asexual. No, I'm saying he's asexual. He, he kind of shows some attractions to Squidward. He really he always hugs Squidward too. That's the funny thing. <laughs> you could seriously SpongeBob is gay. I, 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 SpongeBob I, is under the yeah, LGBTQ plus rainbow. Nothing about that is sexual, though. SpongeBob's asexual. It's kind of creepy. His when, when I think lust, I think yeah, you know, you know, yada yada yada. It's more feelings. The feelings. Not the yada yada yada. 
which we should try to do a Seinfeld theory one day. We should, uh, we were, we're gonna do that one day. After we do top ten Seinfeld episodes. Coming soon. After that. Again, it's not about the yada yada yada. It's more about the feelings, the emotions, the brain and the heart working together. Also, Gary representing gluttony. He's a snail. He's a pet. <laughs> Of How course, he's gonna the eat. episode where SpongeBob says, "I had to go home and feed Gary." He eats a freaking couch. Meow. I'm sorry, but I need more than one episode for proof. Ooh, that that yeah, was a very isolated. SpongeBob feeds Gary all the way to the top. Harry that was a very food. isolated incident, ma'am. The episode where Gary leaves leaves SpongeBob because SpongeBob couldn't feed him. Oh yeah, because SpongeBob was a neglectful asshole. Yeah, it was. That yeah, that episode he was. But then he goes to an old lady who pretty much overfeeds him. That's true too. Gluttony. Well, I'm sorry, but that's more on the old lady. She. I'm going to agree with you on that. That's more on the old lady. But you also got to take it about. You also got to take it this way, though. You also got to take it this way. Because you you can also easily make the argument for Patrick being representing gluttony as well as sloth. No, Patrick's, Patrick could be both, sloth. I think. Yeah. Patrick is lazy and dumb. Sounds like me. And he's gluttonous. I'm going to go with that. All right. Um, but so, what are you guys thinking though? If we combine all the theories we had on a scale of one to five, how truthful do you believe everything? If I'm going to go seven deadly sins, I'm going to go four. The Bikini four. Island one, I'm not even going to rank because I I don't even understand it. So okay, that's fair, Justin. Um, Bikini Batal one, I'm doing a three. I think the nuclear fallout of all the nuclear testing that the U.S. government did in that area during the 40s forced evolution on the fish population below and made them more like humans. And the de- and the de- uh, and the deadly sins. I'm going to give that one a two because I do see the similarities, but I think there's too much overlap for it to be concrete. So uh, I could I could see I'm giving that a four. I give it seven deadly sins a four. Four two and a half. JT. I'm sitting at about uh maybe. Two or three? I'm, I'm not. Can, I want to say two point five, but I can't probably. Right? It has to be like a solid. Yeah, yeah, you can. We'll, we'll like two point five average already. All right, it, let's go with two point five. Then I, I, I side with that. Yep. All right. I'm gonna raise the bikini toll to a two. But I still don't believe it, only because of the pollution, the seven deadly sins. You know what? It's really tough. Because you can see it, but you can't. So I'm probably going to give that a three. So now five, three is eight. No, 
five, eight, four, twelve averages a three for the SpongeBob theories. Okay. All right. You guys ready for the next one? Yes. What's the next one? The Simpsons. I'm not familiar with this one. What is it? This one was the nuclear another nuclear radiation one. That's why their skin is yellow. Mm, makes sense. But wouldn't it the, wouldn't they be green though? Who knows? Could be any color. And it's like anyone who enters Springfield who's Caucasian, their skin turns yellow. That's a good point. Not not the Griffins. Mm. Oh, good point. Or they could all have hepatitis, like what Peter said in that episode. That's another theory <laughs> as well. That's the other It looks theory. like they all have hepatitis. <laughs> oh my God. But the only theory I know about the Simpsons is because of the nuclear radiation, because of the nuclear place that Homer works at. Yeah. A lot of their skins are yellow. Hmm. Or it could be something else like because if you look in an international perspective, it could also be every type, whatever the Simpsons sees as well. They also see anybody who's white or Caucasian is also yellow. Mm. Or Springfield could be hell. I mean, we never find out where Springfield is. Never. In Massachusetts. And there's so many Springfields in the United States. Yes, I there know. is. That's true. Probably one of the most common names for a city in the United States. Which one? Uh, I don't think they're allowed. I don't think we're allowed to say. Ask Matt Groening. That's going to be the series finale. <laughs> in like 20 years. Hear that, or he'll just say, go watch game, uh, film theory. But then again, I'm also thinking some of the other crossovers too, like the one they had with Futurama and then the mm. Rick and Morty one. Yeah. Because if you saw the Rick and Morty one, they're just liquid. But you want the, the ultimate proof that they're in hell? If Homer Simpson actually worked in a nuclear plant, they would all be dead. Yes. Because he's so stupid and incompetent. That's how you know they're all in hell. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. I believe in your theory, Justin, with this one. I'm starting to believe that. Me too. Because I don't know if they ever, if any YouTuber or any YouTube channel has done a theory about The Simpsons. We might be the first. Um, game theory tried to figure out where Springfield is. Okay. Okay. I think this is plausible. I agree. I I'll give it, it a cold water. I'll give it a four. You know what? I'll give it a four. Mm. Please, so four. Make it four for four, JT. Four for four, baby. Four for four. Four for four. Perfect four. Four, four, four. four On theory four, number four. four, mind you. All four. right. How many more of these do we got? We have a total of 14. Ten wow. more. Let's do it. All Let's right. do it. Here we go. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, this is an interesting <laughs> This is supposed to represent mental health. 
Then I gotta look it up. I know Tigger uh, ADHD. Rabbit is OCD. Eeyore is depression. Major depressive disorder. Piglet is generalized anxiety disorder. The owl is narcissism. Shoot. Oh my goodness. I gotta remember the rest. Hold on one second. They said Christopher Robin was schizophrenic. I think Pooh is an yep. eating disorder. And uh, Rue is autistic. Yeah. Kanga is um, social anxiety. Oh, she's social anxiety. Oh, I did, we didn't even need, I didn't even use my phone. I actually, okay. Who I would say is obese? Binge eating disorder. Binge eating disorder. Yes. Tigger is ADHD, bounces around a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rabbit is OCD. And I just want to say, for the record, Justin, put this on record. Record. It's already on record. It's well, on this We know that these are not the only symptoms of these mental illnesses. So we just want to say that for the record. This is a very simplified explanation for kids. A kid's show. Um, but anyway. Hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Um, this is a good one to pick, though. Thank you. Damn it, I lost my train of thought. You're um, all right, Bill. Don't worry. You're good. And... Somebody help me out here. Um, okay. So I'm just wondering, though, where is the 100 Acre Woods? It's in the middle of Nebraska. Where Christopher Robin plays. Exactly. I know, but could it be like a okay. mental health clinic? Okay, okay. okay. I think I figured it out now. Okay, we just want to say, again, these are just the very simple down symptoms of these mental illnesses. We know there are other, some people have different, like ADHD isn't just bouncing around. It's also not. We understand it's a lot more nuanced than we're. Yes. It's not Um, just hyperactivity. It's also inattentiveness as well. And OCD is not just one thing's in a certain order. So we understand this. We're just going off of what we see. We understand in that mental illnesses are more complex. Yep. Okay, I think we got our disclaimer out of the way. We're not going to get sued um, or canceled. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, I think everything is... I think this is this is very plausible. Piglet shows signs of of um anxiety. Eeyore shows signs of depression. And Rue. I think that one's a little soon to tell. Yeah. Why would you say soon to tell? How old is Rue? I think he's like supposed to be like three or four. But then again, it's because usually with ASD, you it's see diagnosed it early, usually like two or three. three or four. It's diagnosed usually three or four. Two or three. 
Okay, thank you. I don't think he's lacking the social cues. Well, again, that's not the social cues. That's not all autism, though. His proprioception, which is a spatial awareness, is something else. Yes, that could be a good one. That could be one. I think Christopher Robin is schizophrenic. I felt like I said all these. <laughs> but yeah, you're right about the schizophrenia with Christopher Robin. I think he's schizophrenic, yeah. I think some of these hold weight. Others are a little flimsier. Mm-hmm. So if you guys had to rate this theory on a scale of one to five. I'm giving this a five. I'm going right in the middle and saying the 2.5. JT? 2.5. Allie? So five, five. I'm going to say three. Which is an average of a two. Wait, what? Two and a half. Two and a half is five. Five is ten. Ten is thirteen. No, never mind. Thirteen. It's a three and a half. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, more plausible than not. Mm-hmm. Next. Come on. Okay. Theory number six. This one is. I am not familiar with this, so this is all you. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this one. All oh, my the God, my child. Steve, Joe, and Josh are drug addicts. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. My child is collapsing. a lot of homies <laughs> to the that's why we they stay. It's a that's why they see all these characters. And that's why they're confused. My childhood is collapsing on the super review show. Hell <laughs> I heard this one from Dumb Theory. Oh my god. Go on. And when Steve goes to college, he's actually going to rehabilitation. Okay, this part that part I've heard. I remember that episode aired. It was one of the saddest yeah. days of our lives. Of I our remember where I, I remember where I sat in my house, and you're going to tell me that he's a drug addict. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all three men are Blue's Clues. All and it was clues. all in the salt and pepper. <laughs> it was all in the salt and pepper. I think it was all in the salt and pepper. And that the blue, the blue, Miss Blue, did not exist. As you see in one of the episodes, she was in a book. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, can't deny that. And all these objects are, the inanimate objects are all in their heads. The mailbox, tickety-tock, slippery, shuffle and pail, side table drawer. Here's the mail, it's gonna fail, it's make me... I it does explain why he's the only person live action in the world of cartoons. Yeah. My life is collapsing. I mean, I know this theory could be also false because there's some characters on the show who... Yeah, are- there are a couple, but couldn't they also be... Uh... Mm-hmm. I mean, they had somebody who had ASL, too, who's deaf, so maybe... But you don't see a lot of humans. 
No, there's barely any humans on the show to begin with. Yeah. And where's his? Where are their parents? Whose parents? No idea. They're adults. They're adults. They're adults. They can do what they want. They're man childs. They're men children. Exactly. They're children. They're children men. I think this is the most plausible out of all of them so far. (laughs) Damn. You know what? I think that makes a good point. Think about it. Would you be seeing a talking salt and pepper and soap and all that if you were not drugged? Yes, Bill. Because when I want to go to. Oh my god. This whole show is a freaking acid trip. <laughs> so them many childhoods is them defenestrating themselves. So many childhoods just collapsing. How many times have window repair people had to come to their house every time they could do? Mm. <laughs> so you know what? I'm starting to think this is plausible. So I guess we're sitting in our thinking chairs and thinking. I don't know Damn. what the thing cares for. Is that why they store the drugs? And, and look at no, they Steve, store in the spice cabinet. <laughs> when Steve, when Steve did his did his thing about a year or so ago, when he came back and made that little, you know, video, he looked like he kind of, you know. What are you trying to say? I'm not saying Steve Byrne, the actual Steve, is a drug addict. I'm not saying that at all. Did Steve Byrne burn? But could you say all the people, like Steve and Joe coming back in the reboot, could they have relapsed? Hmm. Burn, baby, burn. Sorry. You know what? I'm going to say four. You're saying four? I'm saying four. Justin? I'm going five, man. Oh, throwing the hefty numbers out there, aren't we? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm say, I'm a dragon on this one. I'm gonna go with number three. You're going three, that's 12. I'm gonna go four, making this average a four. Allie, just for the record, are you writing all this down or no? Okay, because we should say at the end which one we thought was the most plausible. I should probably, but I didn't. I mean, I'm already keeping track of mine, so. Good. Okay. I've lost all my tracks. I mean, we'll probably, you know what we'll do? We'll give an update next week on which one. Okay. Let's go theory number, let's go to halfway point. Theory number seven. Not familiar with this one, but go ahead. I. Ah, she's been in a coma. Oh, I've heard of that, this one. So has everyone here seen the first episode of Pokemon? Oh, yes. where he gets attacked. Yes. 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 So the theory goes that during that attack, Ash falls into a coma and is imagining all of those adventures they go on. Mm-hmm. Which... Okay. In that first season, yes, there were a lot of wacky things that happened, like um, them going onto that island with giant Pokemon on it. What about that Sabrina thing, too? 
like where they turn into dolls. Yeah. And remember that talking ghastly? Oh. The what? The talking ghastly. I don't remember that. Oh, let's not forget the time where Ash turned to stone in the first movie. Yes. So, sure, I guess some of those could be explained by, hey, it was just a dream, but I don't know. I I, I feel like the coma bit's a bit of a cop-out. And that also kind of explains why Ash never ages. He's always been 10. Is he 10? Yeah. But... If you remember, attached to Pokemon Three, yes, it was a one-year anniversary. Yes, mm. if you also remember the first season, it says, "Oh, it's been a year since Ash has been on the journey." Mm. So really, where's the time? So he's um, I think that makes sense. I think he's in a coma. Maybe. So you guys want to say on a scale of one to five? I'm going to say three. I'm going to say two. Okay. You know, I want to be... Wait, wait. Why do you say two? I, I feel like that Spiro attack was not severe enough for a coma. Hmm. Guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm also thinking, again, could this all be in Ash's head? You or could know. this all be one big dream he had? I don't know. JT? You never know. I mean, I'm not the biggest Pokemon guy, so I'm, I'm probably the worst person to ask about this, so. It's yeah. Fine. Sorry. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to agree with Bill on this and give it a three. So, yeah, let's, you know, I think I'm going to step down and give it a two. All right. So it's a two and a half. Two and a half. All right. Halfway done. Next. All right. Let's see what we got. Oh, is this the Down syndrome one? There's two of them. Oh, I'm not familiar with this one. But yes, Dora has Down syndrome. That's one of the theories. Oh my god. <laughs> That's why she has the eyes and all that. Mm. I think there's a couple theories in this. The other one is that Dora is stuck in a video game. If you've seen like the end of the first couple seasons, they have playable characters. Dora was never a playable character. Mm. There's a few. I I think there was, isn't there, isn't there one where she's like part of the drug cartel or something? Oh my God. Yeah, oh my God is right. No, what are you here, Justin? You know, for kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A family picture. They also said, I think there's another theory that Dora had dementia. Oh God. Because she couldn't remember 
she couldn't remember where everything is. I mean, yeah. Or she could have also been strung out. That's true. Then again, I'm wondering, how do you see these inanimate characters? How do you see Boots? Unless that's her therapy monkey. All right, Dora. Where did Boots touch you? <laughs> oh, no. What are you guys talking about? We just made a joke. Yikes. That's all I have to say to that. <laughs> So what was the tune? What'd you say? All right, Boots. All right, Dora. Where did Boots touch you? What, are we saying that the monkey... <laughs> we don't know, Bill. We don't know, okay? <laughs> but there's a lot of things that could have happened in Dora. Oh, that's also probably why Dor. I'm guessing Dor. Actually, the, the, no, it's they leave her out to not know about it. Actually, the more accurate one would probably be like, "All right, Dora, where did Swiper touch you?" Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Swiper, no swiping. Oh no! I'm thinking as well, like maybe their whole family has like mental health issues too. You look at Go Diego Go and all that. Wait, why does everybody else have mental health issues, you say? They're all asking, can you can you do this? Can you say this? It's like talking to the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> Every so often. Who knows? Yeah, that's yikes. That's all I have to say is yikes. Oh, yeah. We're ruining people's childhood. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know what? I, I was barely paying attention with these theories. What is it? Dora's parents are part of the drug cartel. Dora either has Down syndrome or dementia. Her whole family has some sort of mental health issues or something related to the drugs. And Dora is part of a video game. Okay, that I think the video game makes the most plausible one. Well, but yes. Because because as well, Dora. Specifically, oh, a computer game. Yeah. Stuck in the computer game forever. Yeah, because you have the mouse. The opening sequence is you going into the computer. That's a, yeah. <laughs> So combining all these theories on a scale of one to five. Oh man. Okay, I think the drug cartel one is one. I don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, that's a one. Uh you, you can debunk that by watching the movie. Yeah. Okay, Kate? Two. But I okay. think the computer game one is the one that makes the most sense. That, oh, yeah. that does that make sense. Yeah. Like, well, like that I, think I think that's a five right there. I don't know about the diagnoses of Dora, but we don't know. 
that's probably why also Dora's saying, can you, can you help me? Can you do this? Mm. It's like, if we get me out of here. Okay. Number nine. Oh, is this the one that Phineas maybe adopted you for Schwartz's kid? Yes! From Phineas and Ferb? Oh my god. Yes. Is that the only one? Or is there more? I thought there was one more and that everything is happening in Candace's head. Like Phineas doesn't Phineas and Ferb don't exist. Or Phineas doesn't exist. Okay. Here's I'm gonna sort of debunk this right here. Phineas' mom and Dr. Doofenshmirtz only went on one date. That's true. And they never talked to each other again. So... Happened during that one date? But we don't know how many years ago, though, either. And they had to have met before that one date. Right? Yeah, but we don't know when the, if this was. They don't go into specifics if it's a blind date or. You're right. They don't go into specifics, so there's still that, um, that realm of plausibility. But then again, who would be Candace's father? Or I think they said Candace's father came from another relationship. Yeah, they, wait. Still possible. But the thing is, we never know who Candace's father is either. Well, that's not necessarily what who we're talking about here. We're talking but about But they don't say how many years ago they they met though either. So mm-hmm. we also don't know where Ferb who's Ferb's mom is. That's another question. There's a lot of family mysteries we don't know. Yeah. That's true. There's so much we don't know about them, yeah. But we know that Candace and Phineas are siblings. Mm-hmm. So technically, they had had the same father. Because Ferb is Phine- Phineas and Candace's half sibling, step sibling, not half sibling. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if Doof is still going to be the father of Phineas and Candace and Vanessa. We don't see how many years ago that. The date was though. I'm going to bring that point up. Probably had to be before. Yeah, but you can't exactly use that to debunk it. But you can't exactly use that to um, prove it either. I feel like that sort of cancels itself out. How old is Phineas? I'm going to say like 11. And we don't know how long the, the date was, so. Phineas mm. is eight because they'd said 10 years into the future in the episode before the series finale. Oh, really? Oh, that's mm. right. Right. Okay. So, okay. okay. So, what do we rank this puppy on? Sorry, my dad was. I think there's enough similarities between Phineas and Doofenshmirtz. I'll give it a three. Hmm. I mean, I'm all. I might give it a three as well because also where does Phineas get the money to do all these inventions? Good point. I'm going to give it a three as well. Are we going four for three? Three. Three. Four, four, three. Okay. Next. Everyone's favorite. 
Oh boy. Okay, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna uh, say it. I'm gonna say it. The worst fictional child ever. Yep. Literally. Okay, so there are two. This makes DW from Arthur look like a saint. Hold on, there are two theories to this. Number one, Caillou has. We'll talk about Arthur later, so. That's the first thing. That's why he's bald. Caillou has been battling cancer. Do you feel bad now, Bill? (laughs) A little bit, yes. And the part two to this theory, which is also a second theory, is that this is through the telling of Caillou's sister, Rosie, because mm-hmm. Caillou died from cancer. Now I really feel bad. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, can we all just agree that this show sucks as well? Yes. Oh, very much so. See, this is part of the other educational debate here, part two here, for like one minute. How is this even educational? What is this doing? Teaching your kid how to be bad? Exactly. It's... You know what this is? It's literally like the baby steps for Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. I'm gonna okay, so the cancer one. Do we even get to the other theory yet? Or no, it's the same theory that Rosie's the one telling the whole story. Okay. And his oh, and his make a wish was he gets a cartoon, but they only had enough money for PBS. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> you know, uh if you feel generous, everyone, if you have a dollar, please give it to Make-A-Wish. Because we're feeling bad about making these jokes, so uh, we're going to have you guys... Very uh, much guys, so. what? Please, somebody stop me. Good God, guys. Of all the money Make-A-Wish gets, you think they'd have more money than a PBS? Please donate $2 now. <laughs> okay, you know what? We, we better stop dunking on this or else we're going to be donated our whole life savings <laughs> to Make-A-Wish. Ratings, okay? Which is a great organization. It does great for, for kids who are sick. If you have any money, please donate. Please, please donate. <laughs> Save um, Bill's conscience. All right, so how, how do you guys rate this? Okay. Um, the narrator could be Rosie as an adult. Yes. See, I don't remember the show that well besides the annoying voice and the live-action puppet things. That could be the whole Rosie show. Like, Rosie made to to honor her I'm going to say, okay. Yeah, but there was one episode where Caillou came back during the live-action segment. He wasn't shown, but he came back. It could be Rosie's kid who looks like Caillou. We don't know. What are you saying, though? I'm giving it a two. Okay, I'm. I think that's fair. I'm giving it a two as well because why do you give it a two, Justin? Um, they just they show Caillou being a normal kid. 
It's like there's they don't nothing... show him having any health issues. Exactly, and like I'm sure they did have a episode or so where he had a cold and they treated like no big deal. Because if he had cancer, then it would be a bigger deal. Because oh, it'd be a huge system. Mm-hmm. Compromised yeah. immune system and everything. So yeah, I would say two, two as well. Did he? Two, Flat four out. for two. Let's do it. Okay, Let's the rosy one has some credibility. Mm-hmm. Unless Rosie's trying to hide the fact that her brother had cancer. Good point. Next, <laughs> that's a good point. Timmy oh, Turner boy. on antidepressants. What was that? Timmy Turner is on antidepressants. And there's also that, oh, because he was abused and, uh, oh, God. by his parents. Neglect. A lot and of in uh, Channel Chasers, it's revealed that he's going to have Cosmo and Wander for quite a bit. Yeah. I think till he's like 17 or 18. Because yeah. he needs them. He needs them. Okay. But yet his kids in the future of that episode has it. So what does that mean? It's generational trauma. Yes. Um, I will say the Turners are neglectful. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say well-meaning. I would just say straight-up neglectful. I don't especially know. Would you say neglectful or oblivious? Well, The dad especially. The dad you can kind of... No, actually, you know what? The I think the dad's worse. just an idiot. The mom's worse because the mom's actually smart. The dad, I think, is just a straight-up idiot. <laughs> Well, you know what? There's two types of it. There's the idiot. There's two types of idiot who follows the idiot. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to go with, yeah, but with the abused, I don't know if I, if you say abused by Vicky, then yes. Oh, very much so, Vicky. Yeah. They're saying that he may have been essayed. What about Crocker? Because isn't he like drug seeking because he wants those fairies? If that, <laughs> that I would actually say, I would actually say Cro- Crocker's schizophrenic. Oh. <laughs> or just insane. Who lives with his mother? Well, he does act strung out, so. Fairies! Fairies! That kind of means, though, I'm thinking anyone who has a fairy who's miserable is mm. taking an antidepressant. So are the fairies maybe a side effect of the antidepressants? Mm. But then again, in Channel Chasers, we see his kids see them too. So what you said, generational trauma, could that be a thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't know if Timmy's parents had fairy godparents. And every time he abuses his fairies, bad things happen. Yes. Yep. He relapse. Mm. The bad wish, the bad wishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Jordan could be a therapist or a psychiatrist. Who could? 
Jorgen von Strangor, you know, the big guy who loves his muscles. <laughs> because he enforces the rules. <laughs> yeah. Which could be Kimmy's treatments. Could be. I'm going to say... I'm going to say I think it's plausible. And this could all be in Timmy's head. I'm going to give this a three. Okay. JT? My question, which makes me not want to put it any higher than a three, is... Do we really believe that Timmy would grow out of his um, need for antidepressants by the time he's 17, 18? Well, you also got to think- That's a fair point. Hold on. In the live action remake with, I'm not saying his name because he's arrested, he's 23 years old and still on antidepressants. Because some yeah, people, but, listen, I'm not a mental health expert here, guys. Like, can people outgrow antidepressants? If or you're not? really going to go by that, you have to. And if you're going to go by that, you have two different continuities to go off of because Channel Chasers and the live action movies contradict each other. True. What happens at, at at the end of the live action movies? He becomes a fairy. So he becomes the drug. Or I hate to say it, he dies. Yes, it could yeah, be. He dies like... and he becomes a, he becomes a fairy. Yes. Yeah. Whereas in Channel Chasers, he grows up and he has kids. So it could show that in Channel Chasers, he, if we're going off the depression angle, I might rescore here. So just be patient with me here. Very good. Take your time. Um, because in Channel Chasers, it shows, okay, maybe he's got his depression managed. Maybe he's got his depression managed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got his depression, has gotten his depression managed. While if you look at Channel Chase, if if you look at the live action movie, it could show that he's still struggling with it. And I get it that you could have depression for life. Let's do us a favor. If you do, we care about you. We support you. Please go talk to someone if you're dealing with depression. Yeah. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying you're going to get rid of depression, but, you know. No, but you can manage it. Yeah. Yes. And. Go on, Bill. Yeah, that's what I'm. So, yeah, but the two endings are very contradictory, though. They are. Mm -hmm. I think I might downgrade this to a two. Justin? I will still remain at a three. You know what? I'll go to three, just two. Okay, that's my final decision. Three. 
JT? Three. Four for three. Okay. Next. I don't know this one. This one, I think, okay, there's a couple of theories. I've just, I've read them before. Um, the Powerpuff Girls are normal kids. But Mojo Jojo is their older brother. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched much of the Powerpuff Girls in many years, so I don't know. I gotta just, let me look it up again. I know, I saw this, I was like, okay, we gotta talk about this. Yeah. Okay. So this is according to uh, Wikipedia page. The girls are just normal children. One theory is called the imaginary theory. The girls are just normal children pretend to be superheroes. And the professor is just a, is a pharmacist who makes medicine in the basement for a company. Hmm. And Mojo's Jojo was their, was their half-brother ooh, who... Had incestual thoughts. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't watch. Yeah. And Yikes. him uh, is actually their homosexual uncle. But who is him? Him. Oh, that makes sense. Fuzzy Lumpkin's their neighbor. The gangrene gang are normal teenagers. The mayor of Townsville is the girl's grandfather. And Miss Bellum is the girl's aunt. Hmm. So Miss Bella would be the professor's sister then. Yeah. Huh. Then there's another theory called the Brenda theory. And Brenda represents all three of the Powerpuff Girls because she has DID. Dissociative identity disorder. Because her older brother could have been Mojo Jojo, who pretty much bullied her. Blossom represented the girl Brenda wanted to be. Bubbles represented the soft and bubbly side. And Buttercup is Brenda's aggressive side. Hmm. So who's Brenda again? I don't know. It's a girl. And then there's another theory where Mojo Jojo... Oh, no. Hold on. Is he? No. Hold on. There's a couple more theories. Not that one. There's one theory about Samurai Jack being the professor. They look alike. And they say, like, Aku tries to stop Jack from from existing. So he doesn't create the Powerpuff Girls. And then there's another one where the Powerpuff Girls are normal girls who live with their 14-year-old brother named Alex. And their real names are Flower, Candy, and Biscuit. When Alex isn't at school, he pretends he's the villain and the girls are the superheroes because the parents are neglectful and, and at work all the time. And that their older brother makes the costumes for them. Hmm. So there's a few theories for this one. Oh god, there's so many. Yeah, that's a lot. And that's a lot. None of them really strike me as Nah, me neither. Nope. Now they're all just very bounced around. But I'm wondering yeah. how the Powerpuff Girls were existed. Could they have been made? Couldn't they be surrogates? Through surrogacy? Maybe. Oh. Hmm. That one was a lot to handle. Yeah. 
and none of it really strikes me as interesting or plausible. So what do you guys give it? Um, like a two? Two. Two. Yes, we're going with the two. All right, moving on. Two more. Actually, I realize there's 15, not 14. Ooh, three more. This is a recommendation by Justin. Okay. okay. Yes. So the this one was actually recommended to me by Catherine. Um, Hi, Catherine. Shout, shout out to her. And the one she wanted me to talk about was um, the humans. Humans aren't in the show because they are extinct because of nuclear fallout. Ah. And the animals evolved to replace them. Hmm. Uh, that might have some plausibility. It might. Because I've seen ones where they do flashbacks and they're not animals, so... Yes. That could um, have some plausibility. It does, except there are apparently some guests that show up in uh, the show as well. One of them being... Alex Trebek. Ooh. Real life people. So that, I think, throws a wrench into this theory. Good point. And the late Mr. Rogers as well. Late Mr. Rogers. Um, but what if the the show is actually a documentary by Matt Damon. Mm. Yes, there was an episode. There might be. You know, oh, you know what I've heard of an Arthur theory? What? That Arthur fell out of a treehouse or something into a coma, and the whole show is just a coma dream. Jesus Christ, so many comas. Yep. Um. Yeah, I I don't know if you guys heard that theory. I've heard of that one. Um. Okay, but nuclear fallout. It has some plausibility, but Justin brings up an interesting point. You have that, real life guest stars. Yes, starring themselves. Hmm. So I'm going to say... Debunked. Debunked. Yeah. Bust. Not even ranked. Debunked. <laughs> Debunked, baby. This, 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 this isn't even a one. This is a zero. This is a straight up busted. Theory busted. Busted. Next. Ooh. One more. Recommended by somebody in this chat, and I hate talking about this. Because you know this is my least favorite movie of all time. I know, I know, I know, but but here we no, hate you. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I know so, a couple of theories you guys are talking about. Well, there's two. This has quite the interconnectivity to uh quite a few 
Disney movies. I need this explained to me, so. So. <laughs> the parents of Anna and Elsa went out to sea for a wedding, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that we wedding. When we find out in Frozen 2, so really... Well, we don't know. Okay. Well, let's... They go out to sea for reasons. Um, they were in the camp. They appeared in, at the wedding scene entangled. Wait, who did? Anna and Elsa's parents. The tangle was made three years before... Yes. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a two-part fear because isn't one of them is that Tangled and Frozen are in the same universe? Yeah, hmm. and also keep in mind the director of Frozen really likes this theory. And also you got to keep this in mind, and this is where I'll give this theory credit. If you look at the scene when they're all getting ready for Elsa's coordination, mm-hmm. Quinn and Rapunzel are there. It's a blink and you'll miss it, but they're there. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Go ahead mm-hmm. and watch that scene. I swear to God. Wow. So, wow, the Giants are playing, and I'm sitting here talking about Frozen. Uh, we think. <laughs> They're tied. They're tied. It is shown that they get caught in a giant storm at sea. Let's call that King Triton. Yes. So, in Frozen, we're made to believe that they died right then and there. But what if they didn't? What they if escaped. they got lost in Africa? Mm. Mm. What if where? they had another child? What if they actually got uh, killed by a cheetah? What if that child got raised by apes? Tarzan! That's right. Tarzan is the secret younger brother to Anna and Elsa. Oh my god. Thoughts? I don't know because Frozen 2 debunks it. Okay, how so? Because really, they didn't go to a wedding. I'm trying to remember because they went out to search for cure for Elsa's hands. I haven't seen Frozen 2, so I can't speak to the matter. I haven't Neither seen Frozen, Frozen, period. So if anything that may, that may disrupt the timing of things, but that might not disrupt the facts. They were at the wedding. That might not be, be when they died, but they were at the wedding. Mm-hmm. So let's say instead of them going out because of the wedding, they went out because of Elsa's hands. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. King Triton could still done his wrathy thing because humans suck. This I could mean, they say that they quote unquote died at sea. Was there ever a body recovered? 
No. Um, this is when they were traveling to Athohallen, a magical glacier in the north. Okay. Well, magic could have taken them to Africa. Gonna So, I don't know. I think there's still some credibility there. Okay. Sounds convincing. <laughs> so what do you guys rank this? I'm giving you this a solid three. Okay. Um, I have to agree with Justin. I'll go three and a half. Ooh, okay. Three, three, three and a half. Wait, three, three, three and a half. What'd you say, JT? I said three as well. Not, not, not three and a half, just three. Six, nine, twelve and a half. That's still, that's still about 3.25. I don't know. All right. So the grand finale. This, I think, was your suggestion. Bill. This was my suggestion, and I'm very proud of myself. Mm. Happy for Christmas, thank you, Weenie, and Corpse Bride. That all the Tim Burton movies are connected. Ooh, ooh, ooh can, can I, can I, can I? Yes, you can. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, the theory is that the, all the Tim Burton movies are in the same universe. Dun, dun, dun. The animated ones, right? I thought it was a reincarnation of each of them. They're all, okay. They've all been reincarnated in one way or okay. another. What they're saying is Vic, they're saying that Victor in Frankenweenie was that Victor and the Frankenweenie had um what's the dog's name? Sparky. Mm-hmm. And that Sparky, after Sparky got hit by a car, Victor ran away from home and went to go live with the Van Dorks. And grew up with them. And then when he that scene when he goes into the netherworld and corpse bride, Scraps is actually Sparky. Mm-hmm. And then when Victor dies, he becomes the undead and he becomes Jack Skeleton. And Vic and Sparks, who turns to Scraps, is now zero. So, I have one major problem with this theory. I have a problem too, but I'll listen to you first. Doesn't Corpse Bride take place in Victorian England? That's my debate. So does Frank and Weenie. Frank and Weenie takes place in 1818. No, it doesn't. Frank and Weenie takes place like the 1930s. No, I, I, no, it was earlier, I thought. Oh, it's either the 30s or 40s. Hmm. Yeah, Hold on, I'm going to look this up. Doesn't it take place in like a suburban neighborhood? We're gonna uh, hold on, folks. We gotta check this out. JT stole the audience. It doesn't this, say anything. This okay, it's based on the okay. book. In Frankenstein was written in 1818, and the movie took. And it said the movie here took place in the 1960s because if you yeah. look at the, because if you look at a lot of the movie, a lot of the monsters, they're based on 
monsters from monster movies from the 1930s up into the 1980s. Yeah, because if he, remember, he was huge in like the into like the 50s and like Vincent Price and the gothic horror. Yeah, he, the teacher was based off of Boris Karloff. And you know how there's the Frankenstein references. The sea monkeys were based off of the gremlins. Mm. Also, are you going to tell me that neither Victor nor um, what's the guy from Corpse Bride's name? Wait, it's also Victor, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. They're both named Victor. No wonder this theory is so popular. Um, you're telling me that neither Victor's ever heard about Christmas? That's it. I was already ready to debunk this, and you're you're doing my job for me, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but these are questions you need to ask because yeah, that's a no, no, Justin, don't apologize. That's a very fair period part. Because they were already alive, so how could they go without unless unless the families are Jehovah Witnesses or something? And we have any Jehovah Witnesses viewers, I apologize if I've offended you. Mm. But then they would know what Christmas is. That's mm-hmm. a fair point, Justin. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I'll send you a cookie. Like the only explanation for either of the victors did not know what Christmas is if they lived in Bikini Bottom. Or, or the families don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, but you still know what it is. Ex- Fair point. And like, here's the thing. Like I said, Frank and Weenie takes place in the 1960s. Corpse Bride takes place in Victorian times. So unless Victor built a time machine... And I'm pretty no, sure they could be reincarnations of each other. That's what I'm saying. The theory or modern of the time the movie came out. I'm sorry. What was that, Justin? And I'm pretty sure that Nightmare was modern to the point it came out. Take place in modern times. Yes. So, so therefore, Nightmare Before Christmas takes place. Let's just let's just say for the sake of argument. For the sake of argument, let's say Nightmare Before Christmas takes place 30 years after Frank and Weenie. Yeah. Sure. So, anyway, would you give this theory a one? Uh, wait, Allie, JT, you guys haven't weighed in on this. Go ahead. I'm telling you, it's, it's that they're a reincarnation of each other in some ways. I tend to agree with Allie on that right off, right off the bat. All right. So we give this one or a debunk? It's reincarnations. Reincarnate. Oh, God. We're bringing Hinduism into this now. Yes. Oh, We're bringing religion into this, Justin. He's bringing religion into this. Okay, guess we're gonna play that game now. Okay. I see it with the Jack and Jack and Zero, Victor and Scraps, Victor and I forgot the other dog name. Sparky. Sparky. Yeah. Incarnation. I don't know about the corpse spread and Sally, how that comes about. 
okay, you know what? I like I like the direction you're going. It's interesting, but JT, are, are we going insane? No. I was ready to just put the debunk stamp on this one. Were you, Justin? Justin? You could put the debunk sticker on it. I'm fine with that. The more I think about it, I think I think that's more of a debunked. All right. Uh, now, I'm going to let Allie state her case more. I already stated my case. That's one of the okay. All right, Justin. All right. Um, Reincarnation. This really took a big turn. So, Allie, explain it one more time because I was kind of in the middle of doing something. I'm sorry. Victor and Scraps. Victor and Sparky. Jack and Zero. Reincarnation. Past life regression. I mean, if you believe in that stuff... I could see where you're coming from. Um, however, I would think that if that is the case, that Jack and Victor would sound alike. Meaning, Victor being voiced by Johnny Depp and Jack being voiced by um, Danny Elfman. All, no, his speaking voice is Chris Saran and his singing voice is Danny Alfman. Thank you. You're welcome. Point being, well, I think I don't think it's as plausible as it initially seems. But here's something weird in this. Uh, this is going to take a dirty turn. Uh-oh. Somebody call my priest. I might have to go to confession for this one. Um, do, you, do you really want to go to priest. your priest, Bill? the priest. Okay, let me restate that. Call a priest. Thank you. It's an inside thing with us. Don't worry. We're good. Call a priest. Uh, I might need to go to confession after this one. But the reincarnation thing might have some plausibility. You know why? 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 Victor's mother. This mother. Victor's mother is voiced by Catherine O'Hara, who also voiced Sally in The Nightmare Before Christmas. The plot thickens! Mm -hmm. It does. Oh, my God. Oh, Allie, you you might sway us over here. Mm. Are you unswayable, Justin? I don't know. I, I, I still think. But here's where things get weird. The Corpse Bride is voiced by Helena Bottom Corner. Oh, my yes. God. Dun, dun, dun. The wait, 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 wait. Danny Elfman is in Corpse Bride. Yes, he does uh, Bone Jangles. But I don't think Danny Elfman's in Frankenweenie. I don't think he did the music. Right now, did he? Looking. He did do the music to Frankenweenie. I don't think he's in it. 
but Christopher Lee was also in Corpse Bride. He was! But he wasn't a night... No, I don't think he was a nightmare. I don't think he was. No, no, he wasn't. Hmm. God, this theory's going 50 different directions. It has. I was just ready to get my debunk sticker, get a beer, sit down and watch the giant game, but now... More! Yeah. Nope. Okay. So, with these directions, Justin, has your opinion been swayed? No. I give this a two. Okay. JT. Oh, well, you were about to debunk this, so we swayed you a bit. Two. Okay. Sitting on a two. I'm just gonna... I don't think I was really swayed. I said I was, but... So you're lying to us, Bill. Why are you lying? Oof. Why are you always lying? Okay, fine. I'll give it a two. All right. You know what? I'm gonna be honest. I'll give it a one. A one? Okay, two. Fine. Two. Two. (laughs) You know, this is really tough. I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, who knows? Let's put it in this way. I don't know. You're going to debunk? I'm not debunking it. But you know what? You know what I've heard is the biggest debunk for this? What? Tim Burton didn't direct The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a fair point. Mm. But! There you go. That's it, folks. He wrote the story. He wrote the story. He produced it. Okay. Wow. That was a fun one. Yes, it was. We got more coming. Ooh, what are we going to do with Pixar next? Well, not next, but in the future. More Disney. Disney Part two will probably be Disney and Pixar. Series. Probably, yeah, that sounds about right. Are we going to do that next week or are we going to wait that out a little bit? Probably next month. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We always do. We always do. I want to thank the panel with me, of course, as always, for being the star-filled, incredible, incredible, filled with knowledge individuals known as the Superview Show crew. Thank you so much for being a part of this as always. Thank you, Bill, Justin, and Allie. Thank always you. Always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. And I want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in for this interesting de- debate about cartoon busters debunking a cartoon conspiracy theory. Um, uh, again, we want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. So for all of us here at the Super Show, tune in next next Wednesday, because we did this on Thursday this week. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode of the Super Show's Mixed Bag. Thanks so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. So stay safe. Take care. Take care. And be awesome. Be awesome. Good night, everybody. Good night. God bless.